Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. All right, welcome back. This is Addiction Connection number 55. And we're just continuing on this drug issue, all of the different drugs that sometimes, well, they can be misused. They can be safe, but not necessarily. So this is Safe Drugs, episode number nine, and you're going to need to say the generic version of this name. Oh my gosh, I cannot say it. Carciprotolol? Yeah, everybody calls it Soma. So let's just, can we please use the trade name and just call it Soma? um, I think we can. Okay. Because everything in here is true, and it's just about the drug. And correct. So we're just, or we can just call it carry. No, we're gonna. <laughs> let's just call it. <laughs> no, let's just call it someone. Cariso. <laughs> let's just call it Cariso. Carisoprodol. Carisoprobolol. Soma. Know, we're gonna call it Soma. Um, it's a Soma. We'll call it that. So actually, um, Soma is a, a medication that back when I had started practice was actually relatively commonly prescribed. Um, Can I tell you a funny thing? Yeah, go ahead. I never, ever, ever even honestly heard about this medication until a couple years into my practice in Little Falls. In the last, yeah. nobody in residency used it. Nobody in the first couple years. I knew nothing about this drug. Yeah, interestingly, I think in the last 10 years, I refilled it one time for somebody, and that was probably six months ago. Interesting. And... And it was a prescription that was written for three times a day, and the patient had been on it for three, or excuse me, for a year. Hmm. And I actually wrote a little note to the to the physician or provider, let's say that, and said, you know, this isn't a medication that's used. Uh, in fact, it's FDA approved, I think, for two to three weeks. But um, so interestingly, this drug, unlike all the other eight we've talked about, is older than you are. <laughs> Yeah, actually, two years before I was born. Yeah, so it entered the market. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, aren't you feeling young? Oh gosh, I feel young. It's, this came out in 1959, FDA approved by Wallace Laboratories. I love it though. It was in Cranberry, New Jersey. Is that where the bunnies came from? Yes. Anyway, the approval was withdrawn in Europe in 2008. Yeah, there's actually a couple of countries that have taken it off the market. I think Norway and Sweden. Uh, I've taken it off. But this is a really, you know, there's parts of this that there's some talk that this was an ancient used drug in Peruvian and hallucinogenic. As for, it was used for this kind of hallucinogenic euphoria in different uh, things. But it's an interesting drug. It's a, it's a carb, carbamamate. And uh, yeah, really the, the biggest thing about it is really that its metabolite is meprobamate which has been around a long time. Right. And as you previously just mentioned, it's only supposed to be used for two to three weeks, not long-term. And actually, ironically, in 2012, so right when I was starting my private practice, so after residency, it became a Schedule Four drug, so the same level as tramadol, and is a controlled substance in the following states, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Indiana, Kentucky, Minnesota, Minnesota, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Oregon, and West Virginia. So these states, it is controlled. Yeah, it's actually uh, kind of considered a club drug. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, kind of the, kind of down that whole lane with ecstasy and ketamine. And uh, had been, you know, it's one of those 
medications because of the drowsiness and the sedative effect it's been used, uh, much like some of the, the different drugs are used for sexual assault. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's interesting because I think what my like class, if you will, you know, as far as muscle relaxers, flexural was kind of like the one we all used. Um, Soma was a muscle relaxer that just seemed very different for us, but that's, that's kind of what it was started as. Um, but the mechanism of action increases GABA-A mediated neurotransmission in a manner similar to a barbiturate. Yeah. And that's, again, we're going to keep mem- mentioning meprobamate. Again, what? something that I knew nothing about until my addiction days. Um, but that's the metabolite. So stay tuned for more on meprobamate. Yeah, sadly, I'm old enough to remember when uh, meprobamate was sold as Milltown. And uh, we'll talk about <laughs> that. such a and, bizarre name to and, me. And, you know, I can remember, you know, I mean, the whole Rolling Stone song, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's just, uh, it's just a drug that I think a lot of people um, knew about. So, so it was, it, it was, meprobamate was actually initially marketed uh, as Milltown, which again, this is the major metabolite. Of carciprolol. Yeah. Oh man. Prodol. Uh, let's so, just call it Carrie. <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> Carrie. Carrie Soma. So interestingly, you know, we often talk about drugs that end up being pro-drugs. So drugs that are not active until they get into the body and are broken down into active drugs. However, this drug is active and is also broken down into an active metabolite. So you have soma that's broken down into meprobamate. Interestingly, this is one of those weird drugs that the peak plasma concentrations of soma as you take it, carry is one and a half to two hours, um, rapidly GI absorbed. The half-life of soma, however, is about 100 minutes, so a little over an hour and a half. But the metabolites half life, so the meprobamate, is six to seventeen hours, so way longer. Yeah. So, so one of those weird things. It's not necessarily a pro drug because it's also active, but the metabolite is longer acting. Yeah. And actually, you know, previously the indication for this was kind of to relieve discomfort associated with kind of that musculoskeletal pain and conditions and some spasm, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, again, uh, one of the things that that I really tried to impress upon people uh, where we were working previously was that this should only be used for a couple of weeks and then it should be, should be done. And to be honest with you, I don't think there's really an indication for it now, in my opinion, um, and obviously not re- really recommended for anybody under 16 uh, at all. And, you know, I touched on the mechanism of action, this whole GABA-A thing. But the whole thing is it's relieving discomfort related to acute painful musculoskeletal conditions, like I mentioned, the musculoskeletal, um, the muscle relaxers. But really the mechanism related to that is not identified. When you look at animals, it's associated with altered interneuronal neural Neuronal, yeah, it's easier for neuronal you activity in the spinal cord and descending reticular formation of the brain. Central acting skeletal muscles, but doesn't necessarily... I love this. Centrally acting skeletal muscle relaxant that does not directly relax skeletal muscles. So it's, again, one of those weird mechanisms of action that does create some muscle relaxation, but we don't exactly know how. And I think, I think that's a key. Well, Honestly, I think it's a key. If you 
don't know how it works. And everybody gets addicted to it. And <laughs> <laughs> that's just the yes. side. If thing. you don't know how it works, you yet people like it, you should probably raise a few hundred red flags. Yeah, and we'll anyway, talk about that. There's a little there are thing. some off-label uses, of course, uh, if you use it at all uh, for carry. Um, we're going to call it carry because I've never prescribed this medication in my life, you know, fibromyalgia and acute back pain, but a lot of side effects with this medication, you know, the tachycardias, little postural hypertension, you know, people get dizzy and drowsy. Yeah. Hypotension. And, and actually in some cases, one of the weirder ones is leukopenia and pancytopenia. So that's something. Just that little thing. Just that little thing. Little thing. Your white count just goes right to the bottom. And you know, and then all the common things, nausea, vomiting, you know, maybe some insomnia, maybe some seizures. Not just oh, wait. that seizure. <laughs> some major side effects, the seizures, hallucinata- hallucinations, agitation, twitching. And, of course, the um, one thing that we always worry about, serotonin syndrome. Exactly. Which is actually a talk that I'm working on. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah Wayne's world. It's coming soon. Coma. Don't forget coma. A L- lot of drug interactions, though, too. You know, with some of the CNS depressants. And uh, anything that kind of inhibits that whole CYP2 thing, you know, see that two, uh, let me start over, CYP2C19. Inhibitors and inducers. Yeah. All those liver things. Now let's talk about a little bit how people misuse this because, well, frankly, that's the interesting part. Exactly. So most people just abuse it orally, but people have smoked it, have snorted it. What? But most commonly, it's not abuse all on its own, although it can be. It's usually added with another medication to enhance the effects of the other drugs. Yeah, and there's a bunch of fun ways people have done that, but commonly kind of misused with alcohol, codeine, usually the Valium, heroin, hydrocodone. And, of course, with meprobamate, which is the, the oh, major metabolite. Yeah, why not just double <laughs> it? And actually, in the old days... Propoxyphene, uh, isn't that meparidine? No. No? No, no. Demerol. No. No. Man, you're not old enough to know. Do I'm not even old enough to do these drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's, and actually, it's propoxyphene was uh, Darvacet. Oh, sure. Darvacet was Darvon. that and uh, Tylenol, yes. So so Darvon is the propoxyphene and Darvacet has the Tylenol in it? Correct. Okay, see, I'm not quite so young. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if we look at some of the national surveys on drug use, uh, you know, there's even uh, when this was looked at a few years back in, I think, 2000, there was like a couple million people misusing this 20 years ago. That was a common okay. thing. And some will take it to help withdraw from their opioids. And I think that's a huge red flag. If patients are taking any substance to help withdraw from their abused opioid, there's probably some abuse potential. Kind of like Kratom. People took Kratom to help with their opioid withdrawal. Oh, by yeah. the way, you can be addicted to Kratom. So if you look back to the year 2000 when I was, you know, still in high school, it was in I was thinking number- like six, but how old were you? <laughs> I was between a junior and senior. Oh. It was ranked number 20 on the abuse, misused drugs of all time. Yeah. Sadly, just like a lot of drugs now on the dark web and such, you can... You can get Soma. What if you still can? Or is this I a couple of years old? I don't even know what the dark, how you find the dark web, but <laughs> someday I'm, I'm going to take a course. But uh, a lot of cool street names. If uh, there's anybody from the FBI on here, can you please email us at yeah. hkadvisorsllc at yeah. gmail.com and tell us how to even access the dark web just so we know how to like watch it to help our patients. Once my computer went dark, I thought, I'm on the dark <laughs> web. It's like, no, it just got unplugged. 
But uh, but no, a lot of names. drugs you can buy online. You can. So one of the street <laughs> names is DS. D's. D's. Was it Which just D's? Which I don't D's? understand. I don't get it. Selma Carsoprodol. No, I don't get it. No. But Dance. Get that. I like the Las Vegas cocktail. Yeah, but this that's Soma combo. and Vicodin. Yeah. Soma Coma. I like that. Oh. Soma and Codeine. I think one of the most common things, and this is something we've heard about for many years, is that Holy Trinity. Uh, and the Holy Trinity can be Soma, Oxy, and Xanax, but frankly, it can be Soma and really any opioid and a little Xanax. And so then let's talk about some now, acronyms. No, but just... We all we, like acronyms. Let's just make sure there's no children in the audience. What does Soma stand for? Yeah, what does it stand for? Some say... And and again, excuse the French, but uh, sit on my ass. Stoned Some off my ass. Stoned off my ass. And then a very interesting one, and I didn't put what this is about because I wanted to be the guy who knew. Uh, south of Market Street? Yeah, Market Street's actually in South. In, I was uh, going to say Nashville, but nope, no. Nope, San Francisco. Really? And so that was a place where people frequently bought it, and they'd say South of Market Street. I'm going Street. to fly into San Francisco next yep. week, so I shouldn't go South of Market Street. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, some safety issues with this medication. If you were actually to prescribe it, or if you're buying it off the dark web, it's category C in pregnancy. Don't take it in pregnancy. Yeah, just stop. I mean, it can cross the placenta. Hold it, though. You shouldn't take it anyway. You shouldn't take it anyway, but if you're pregnant, really don't take it. Yes, don't. And if you're breastfeeding, really, really don't take it because yeah. it's two to four times more concentrated in the breast milk than in the mom. So... The baby gets much higher of a dose than the mom does. Wow. And when you hear about how it can be impacted in the mom, it's really bad for the baby. Now, it's funny that I, that this got put in there, but like in correctional correctional care, it's like frequently diverted. Like who would give this in correctional care? Everybody's going to divert this. Not I, said the fly. Yeah. So again, from the DEA standpoint. From mm. this um, study, December of 2019, Poison Control Centers reported 2,236 Soma case mentions, 901 just Soma exposures with two deaths. Wow. At, in, you know, in 2017, they were looking back in time, but two deaths. So what, just under 1%, but I mean, for a muscle relaxer, that's pretty high. And I think people have often accused us of, well, being too thorough. And of course, so we look at Arrowwood. <laughs> and so, Arrowwood, of course, is like, what are the experiences? Arrowwood is the Sasha Selgin of yeah. present day. Please go back and listen to that. Uh, two podcasts, actually. Yeah, two podcasts on that. Speaking of two podcasts, can we di- can we go on a tangent for a Slight minute? tangent, but only for a second. Speaking of number two, we're going to do a tangent of number two on the Imodium podcast we just did with the abuse of Imodium. You know, modium is anti-diarrheal, so number two. We're going to do a... No, that doesn't sound good. No, we're going to kind of go back. There. We have to do it again. <laughs> we have to... We have more information. But anyway, back to Arrowwood. <laughs> there are people taking... Remember what we talked about the dose was, Dr. Bell? Can you remember what that was? Around 300. Yeah, at the most. But anyway, there are people <laughs> that pop down... I've never prescribed it. Yeah, they, on Arrowwood, they're like... Sorry, 250 to 300 milligrams... TID and at bedtime. Yeah, so let's just pop fourteen hundred milligrams and see what happens. That's what at they one do on shot. Arrowhead. Yeah, and of course people are like, "Ooh, that's kind of a muscle buzz," and seems funny to try and walk or hit your face lightly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna sit around and hit my face a couple times. You um, feel like you're under a mild alcoholic buzz, but yeah. yet feel a gentle feeling of euphoria. Yeah, and this person actually said, like, after about forty five minutes of that. 
they felt they they should take 1200 more (laughs) yeah that just seems like a reasonable thing (laughs) to do take three times the original dose plus three times the original dose and amazingly this person forgot about the movie they were watching (laughs) and spent the evening telling each other how much they loved each other while hitting each other and laughing about it (laughs) so yeah we're suggesting don't take that although somebody ironically said it was better than sex yeah. And a mild euphoria has become mind-blowing, but yet they could barely walk. Yeah. So, I mean... So there's a lot of little things about that. I, I don't think there's... You know, there was probably four or five different um, things that people posted about taking it. And it's clearly a drug that people misuse. Um, Reddit, kind of the same stuff. A lot of euphoria, um, a lot of shaking, and they could hear their heart racing. But kind of this pure bliss. So, yeah, people... Um, People really take it. There's a certain amount of people that will take it and not remember anything. Oh, I, I love that, that report of a woman who got on a plane and flew from Florida all the way to Ohio and could not remember a single thing about the trip. See, what's confusing It's for one me, thing to like walk down the street and not remember where you were going or to go to the grocery store and forget what you were going there for, but to fly across the country and not remember any of it. You're totally missing the scary. point. You're missing the point. <laughs> if you're in Florida, why would you go to Ohio? <laughs> So anyway, well. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm in Florida. That's the most beautiful place. Let's go to Ohio. <laughs> I wouldn't want to remember that either. Um, what was that third rock from the sun? Yeah. So <laughs> like anyway, Ohio. there are people that have actually mixed that with Soma and then Furacet. No, it is Soma. Mixed Soma and Furacet. Yeah, which again, Furacet is another medicine that's like, eh, should we Probably be using a lot of that? It. And they said, wow, it's similar to taking lewds. Uh, my words wouldn't come out. So that seems like a pretty unreasonable thing to do okay so let's kind of divert or digress into meprobamate so as i'm gonna i'm gonna do the intro to this because you love this so i'm gonna i'm gonna lead into you so you have to like hold your remember where a little bit remember where meprobamate comes from so carsoprotolol carry slash soma breaks down active metabolite that lasts longer than soma itself meprobamate something Mm. that Trade name was called Milltown, which I've never even heard of as a prescribed drug in my world. Um, so go for it, Kurt. Well, this Tell is us like about Milltown. Yeah, I read a I read a ton about this. You know, it's like I went down this internet. You rabbit. weren't even alive when this all happened. Yeah, but I went Actually. down. I went down this this internet rabbit hole, and was that the dark web? <laughs> yeah, I may have been on the dark web and did not know, but it's this whole thing where this guy was looking for a way to help. He was looking for a preservative for penicillin, and he runs onto this mefenazin. Mefenazin. Tranquilizing effect on rats. Yeah. And out of that whole thing, they reworked it, and it turned into meprobamate. Why not? Yes. And, of course, that became a drug that would make, uh, mat, you know, really the, the rats and the mice just lay there sedated. So let's talk about somebody famous that people care about, Milton Berle. This kills me because which I, I really didn't even know who Milton Berle is. I'll be honest. You know, I remember Milton Berle. He was towards the end of his career when I was growing up. But what did he do? Yeah, well, he he had this show, and he actually was one of the first people that directly advertised a drug to the consumer, and that drug was Milltown, which was actually meprobamate, and he was actually a user. Yeah. He used this drug, uh, and and it, he called himself, and this is this is what I got here. He called himself Uncle Milltown. Thank you very I much. I was trying to go, what? 
that one. <laughs> yeah. And actually, at that in 1956, this is incredible. One in 20 Americans had taken this drug. I mean, no, but it's better because the same year there were 36 million scripts for this drug and one in three prescriptions written at in 1956. So this was before my parents were. This was before Kurt was even born. Five years before Kurt was born, one in three prescriptions were for Milltown, a.k.a. Meprobamate. Yeah. One in three. Yeah. So that's, I mean, granted, there were only 10 drugs on the market. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the sad part of this is, if you all know who Bruce Lee is, you know, this karate guy. There, I don't have a karate sound effect, sorry. It's like, yeah. So there's actually some concern that Bruce Lee had actually taken something called... Uh, Equagesic, which was meprobamate and as, and aspirin, and he actually took that after he had a kind of a head injury. I think I can't remember if it was a epidural or what, or a hematoma, epidural hematoma, or I have no idea. He had some kind of bleed in his head. Anyway, so they think that may have contributed to it. And it, and again, well, the Rolling Stones, Mother's Little Helper. So we alluded to this minutes ago. Yeah, 1966, they put that. That out, and in their song, they talked about mother's little helper. And, and that, ironically, everybody thought they were talking about drugs in general. Yeah, but the reality is they weren't talking about drugs as a class. They were talking about Milltown. Milltown. So I love this quote. Do you want to give it, or do you want me to give it? Yeah, they were talking about a specific drug that was so way. Was. Pres- <laughs> I think you mistyped that. I mistyped it. Uh, prescribed for everything from severely ill mental patients to recovering alcoholics to comfortably make that middle class, uh, you know, less anxious. Right. So I it mean, was literally prescribed across the board. Yeah. And to be clear, initially it was considered kind of a anxiolytic and it was reclassified into a tranquilizer. A, yeah. A tranquilizer. So again, uh, Carrie, which is Soma. Yeah. The, and reprobamate kind of a long history. And, and again, I think this is a medication that, um, still s- kind of occasionally prescribed, but probably not. You know, my really I'll be a honest, good idea. right? Not a good idea. But my fir- my first in re- reality, and this is probably my generation who might be listening to this, the Holy Trinity was my first welcoming to this. And occasionally, yeah. you will see a person who says Flexural is bad. Call in Soma, and <laughs> I kind of half tried to buy into this, and I'll never call it in, but. This is interesting to me because you'd think muscle relaxers aren't I think when high we, risk. You don't think oxy when you think soma, but I don't know. This drug might be just as scary. You know, I think the first time we heard about that, we were at or spoke at the... Summit. The Yeah, the Prescription Drug and Heroin Summit in Atlanta. And when somebody said the Holy Trinity, we were all like, what? And uh, We all started to do the sign of the cross. Yeah, that was <laughs> probably not it, but, but yeah. So that's our story. Anyway, I don't know what we're talking about next week, but it will be another drug and it will be just as entertaining and maybe it will be number two of Imodium. Or I might get done with my serotonin talk. There you go. So otherwise, until then, sorry we're a few days late. Here's Battle Eggs. Thank you very much. Around. I moved my arms around The summer I swam in the ocean
Yeah. 